0: Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture. But before we do that, I wanted to share something with you. Can you ever remember a time when you were a young child that you went out to play in the snow? One of the adults had gone out before you, leaving some large footprints in the deep snowfall. Step by step, you'd follow their tracks, following the path that they had already walked. And this reminds me of the Christian life. You know, Jesus came to this earth to provide us. With forgiveness for our sins. And we too must walk in the footsteps of Christ. Luke 6 verse 36 says, Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Reconciliation is the restoration of estranged relationships that have become broken because of sin. And in the church, when somebody sins against another, they need to be capable of confessing their faults. And this is so important that if somebody absolutely is going to refuse to do that, you're not even supposed to have anything to do with them. This is because they are filled with pride, and they're rejecting a huge part of the Christian life. Matthew eighteen fifteen through 18 says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if ye shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if ye neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee, as an heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Before forgiveness can take place, Confession is required. I mean, we must confess our sins both to God and to each other so that forgiveness and reconciliation can happen. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Reconciliation with others is so important to God that he wants the matter taken care of before you even bring a gift to the church. Matthew 5, 23 through 24 Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Christianity is the ministry of reconciliation, exemplified in the merciful forgiveness of Christ our Savior. And he cleanses us of our sins so that we can be in a new relationship with the Heavenly Father. We need to extend that same mercy and grace to one another in the church so that earthly relationships can be restored. Look at 2 Corinthians five eighteen through 20 And all these things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. In order to be reconciled with others in the church, we must be quick and ready to forgive them from our hearts, erasing their faults from our memory. Failure to forgive the penitent upon their confession is to reject the teachings of our Christian faith. If you refuse to be merciful, God will not show you any mercy. James 2.13, For he shall have judgment without mercy, that has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. It may take some people longer to learn than others, but we need to provide them with the riches of God's grace from our hearts. Matthew eighteen twenty-one through 35 Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Until seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. The same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told their, unto their lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not every one of his brother their trespasses, In this passage, a man had been forgiven of a huge debt that he owed, just as we are forgiven of the debt of our sins through Christ Jesus. But instead of showing that same mercy to others, he closed off his heart to their compassionate plea. If genuine forgiveness has taken place, immediate reconciliation will take place because the event has happened, uh, or the event that happened is quickly forgotten. And those who profess to be Christian and refuse to forgive in this manner will only find themselves unforgiven by God. And in that frame of mind, it, it's an unforgivable sin. Matthew six fourteen through 15 For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The gift of God's grace and forgiveness needs to be warmly and graciously extended to others in their time of need. 1 Peter 4.10, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Some people want to be forgiven by God, but as Jesus reconciles us unto the Father through his grace, in like manner, Christians need to be reconciled unto each other. Followers of Christ are required to show that same mercy unto others. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we each need to confess faults and be forgiving with each other. Forgiveness and reconciliation is what keeps families and marriages together, and most of all, the body of Christ. Mercy is available through Christ Jesus, but the question is, will you walk in those same steps and be merciful unto others? Will you walk in the footsteps of Christ? Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated or affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. And peace to you all. Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.